let all those other things build up. Yeah, it's and true. Then, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, you're a likable dude. Yes, I want to do business with you. Right. Friends. Hey. <laughs> right. Do business with this guy. Hey, I'm Armando Leduc, producer, film actor, and owner of Leduc Entertainment. I've chosen a life off the beaten path and wanted to find others that are doing the same. Spaghetti on the Wall is a show based on all of the years that I've thrown spaghetti on the wall and nurtured what's stuck. We will share fun stories, ideas, tips, tricks, and more. Welcome to Spaghetti on the Wall. What's up, what's up, what's up? It is Spaghetti on the Wall, ladies and gentlemen. Another week brought to you by Leduc Entertainment. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only John Crescent is here. How are you? One and only. <laughs> he puts the axe in your taxes. Um, look, guys, we don't necessarily always bring in um, accountants. As a matter of fact, you're the first accountant that we've ever brought on. Because for some reason, y'all's industry is just boring AF. What's so boring about accounting? No, no, I'm not saying, I'm not saying necessarily. No, for me, accounting is boring AF. But <laughs> I'm talking about just, you know, in general, like accounts can just be really like. Oh, accountants. Accountants are just uh, not really like oh, the kind that. of people that, you know. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> that I want to. Not to say that, look, I have nothing against accountants. It's just, you know, um, you are just a different breed. You know what I mean? You, yeah. you, you're funny, you know. You're That's personable. It's it's totally true. I've yeah. I've, I've I've seen the jokes. Try. Nah. It's, it's funny. It works. It's funny. It does work. I landed some. And a kick-ass poker player, right? Like you take a lot of people's money. Yeah, well, maybe sometimes in business and you know, I don't on the poker money table. in business. <laughs> well, I mean, you, <laughs> the you, government you chart, takes the right? money. Yeah, Let's true. be clear. That's true. You <laughs> you save the money, right? But they right, have to pay you to save to the, the money, right? Yeah. Uh, if they didn't pay you, they'd be paying a lot more is what you're saying. Absolutely. Or what I'm saying, I should say. Yeah, that's right. They uh, would. They would. Right. So um, he is, look, a little bit about John Crescent. He he definitely helped uh, change change my life and my business. Um, got me involved in BNI. Way too much credit. No, I, 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 I credit, uh, I give credit where credit's due. Yeah. And you, I really you do hard. appreciate it. I do. I, well, you know. Man in the mirror needs for a lot sure. of credit. I, I, I do work hard, but you know, it is, you know, listening to the people that come into your life that can, you know, can, can help guide you. And you've definitely helped guide me, yeah. you know, in, in, in the right way. So thank you for that. My pleasure. Yeah. And so if you guys are, you know, uh, in need of accounting services, uh, this is the guy, man, just, just go with this guy, you know, he will help you save money. He will help you make money, you know, and, and, uh, super networked. Yeah. You're from here. I am. Uh, born and raised? Born and raised. Right on. Yeah. How come you don't sound like it? Uh, what are people born and raised you know what like? You know what they sound like. <laughs> Either whether, you know, whether they live in Kenner or whether they live on the West Bank or whether they live in Chalmette. Like everybody, that's so weird here from, you know, being being a transplant. It's just, yeah. you know, it's like, you know, New York. But like New York is huge. Here it's like small. And then you got these But But the people different from pockets. Metairie have that accent thing going. not really are you from metairie i am oh, okay yeah. yeah but like you know i mean i hear what you're saying west bank Chalmette, but the west bank yeah. definitely has a, a sound kenner has a sound shalmet has a sound yeah and then new orleans has a sound does it yeah okay i can't really i, I can't do it I, I you know i, I would i, I, I wanted to i, I wanted to like I, try I've to but truly no. noticed hell no i'm not even gonna try yeah but uh but so yeah you you super neutral yeah i guess did you ever leave here or you I did oh for college Where'd you go? I went to UL in Lafayette. 
So not really far. Not really far. Yeah. Now, you, now those people have some accents. Yes, for sure. Kind of cute though, you know. Yeah, I like it. They, the they, Cajun. They, but they, that's they, another whole thing too. It's right. Like, like they have different areas around there that right. have like different pockets. They do. They get different they accents. Thicker. Oh man. Where you go and deeper you go yeah. for sure. Like unrecognizable. Yeah. So, um, tell. I, I got a bunch of questions for you, but like, I really want to know about your poker life and how you got in, in, involved in that. And, and, and is it because you are so good at numbers that yeah. you are a good poker player? You know, uh, I'm, I'm not sure. I think the reason that poker worked out for me hmm. was because I literally grew up at the card table. Really? Yeah. So, you know, a family, I, I, have, a, I have a very card family, not poker necessarily, but they play cards. Sure. Call my mom on the way over here, tell her about something. She's sitting at the at the card table, you know. Like, What's she playing? Right now she's playing mahjong, actually. But right. she plays bridge. She plays rummies, ons, hearts. You know that. Kind I like of stuff. I like hearts. Yeah, uh, my, my dad's huge hearts. Like if you walk in, and he's at the office and he's got nothing going on, he's, he's sitting at the computer playing hearts. Yeah, I that's like what he's hearts. doing. So I mean, I so th- I think that's really that background. Is really what did it. I think the numbers aspect of it certainly helps as far as like maybe being successful and taking it to another level, perhaps. But I think I would attribute it more to literally just being in diapers and sitting at the card table and and like punching queens and kings out of mom's hand or whoever. You know, that kind of stuff. Did you, did you learn, um, like, did you like read books on playing poker? I did. did. So I actually, we, we had, you remember the old Atari games? Yeah. And then television. Do you remember those? Of course. Like, yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm 42. I know. Okay. Well, I know. So we, we had those and they had a poker game on there. So I, I kid you not, I was five years old and I was playing seven card stud, five card draw, five card stud. At five. Oh yeah, and I loved that game. And I literally, I mean, I would put it, it was that in baseball. Those were my two favorite games to play on. On it was actually the television, not the Atari. And I would just sit there at whatever. And so I, I understood the game. Now I didn't play through high school and or anything like that. Poker wasn't, you know, gambling was bad kind of thing. It, and then they had that boom. What in the early two thousands? Yeah, they did. Yeah, you know the Chris Moneymaker. Anybody could do it, and I'm like, well, I could do that. I mean, it's true that whole anybody could do it thing. It totally hook, line, sinker me. And uh, I was actually doing really well with that for a while. In fact, I pre Katrina, it was hard to find an accounting job. Really? Yeah, I couldn't find a job. Now, of course, I was in Lafayette. I wasn't here, and the goal was always to go take over the family business, but I wanted to learn somewhere else, right? Get, go pick up whatever, uh, just different tools, techniques, whatever it is. Well, nobody was hiring. So I got laid off at my first job because I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, it wasn't even public accounting. It was just like a, it was an auditor position. I'm like, I don't know anything about audit. And hmm. they, and it was like in the middle of their clothes. And so they really didn't take the time to train me. And they're like, you know, you're not really what we're looking for. So I was like, oh, great. So, and I still remember, because it was a $24,000 a year job. So like $2,000 a month out of college. I'm like, wow, this is what I worked hard for, for $2,000 a month? <laughs> Dude. So, yeah, it was nuts. So, uh, anyway, so I, I got... What were you expecting? 
not that. <clears throat> I don't. I don't know what I was expecting, but I, I was just more than that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I was out of college. I figured I'd probably be upwards of like 35, 40k, something along those lines. Right. You know, just a basic whatever. Anyway, so I took the job because again, I wanted to learn, and uh, but when I got laid off, I was getting an unemployment check of like ninety dollars a week, and I'm like, I can't live on ninety dollars a week. So as a as a single guy, right out of college. Well, I mean, I got to pay rent. My rent yeah, was seven hundred a month. Yeah. So, like, so I literally took that ninety-two dollar or ninety-three dollar check. I would go cash it, and I go straight to the poker table with it. And Where? Well, oh, at that time, this is when the kind of the boom took place, you know. And there was a couple of casinos within, you know, forty minutes maybe drive from where I lived. But at that time, this was before. Uh, they, they started kind of cracking down, but all, not all the bars, but a lot of bars, bar rooms had poker tables, little poker tables. And so they would, it, it was easy to find a game and there was a pool hall right down the street from my house and they would run these poker tournaments and they were like, I don't remember what they were, $30 or something to buy in. And they would run three in a night and there would be nights where I'd win like two or three of them. I would in a weekend turn that $90 into 700 bucks. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. And so I was like, man, I could really make this work. So I actually could. So you took that you took that course from the guy. What course? The the, the guy on TV. No, the one I that said that. Oh, I thought you said. No, no, yeah. it was just watching on. Now, I had the, now one of the guys that was dealing. He took me under his wing. He gave me some some tips and helped me out. And But again, going back to my knowledge of cards. Right. You were just I just, you were it just was natural. Really good at it. Just picked it up. And this was, like I said, this was during the boom. So this was before people really had time Poker to know the game, right. and study it, and all that. So the only people that were playing it were the professionals. You know, the amateurs were just getting to know it. So it was like just fish in a barrel. I mean, you could just pick up so much. And so I actually contemplated. I was like, you know, I wonder if I could just go ahead and make that move to Vegas, sell off all my stuff, and just go. And I really considered it. But I was like, that might not be the best career decision for me. <laughs> no, yeah, no. So I, I was like, I, I think, I, I think in the long term, let me let me study for that CPA exam. Let let me get that done. Sure. Let me build a career, and then let's let's just put it on hold. And that's what I did. So I put it on hold. You know, I got married, got, finished my CPA, had right. kids, and uh, I played a little bit when the first one was born, and this when the second one's born, which you'll learn. When that second one comes, they don't. No, the wives my, don't play anymore. My wife, my wife is not going to do it. Yeah, she's not going to do it. Well, I'm just saying. Yeah, they're not going to. It's the, one the, and the first one's kind of like that fresh new toy. Right. And then the second one comes along, and it's like, all right, now we got man to man defense. Right. <laughs> you know, and yeah. then the third one comes, then you go to the zone defense. We we didn't get to the third, right. but uh, but you know, so you know, I like I said, I had to put all that stuff on hold, and um, I, so I started when the youngest one was at the point where, you know, he could semi take care of himself. And when I say take care of himself, I mean, like, he can go to the bathroom on his own. There he can go, go take a shower or yeah. take a bath on his own. You know, like, he, did, he didn't need me to stand over him kind of thing. And uh, at that point, so it was like a little bit at a time. And, I, you know, I went and I would just go play the ones here locally. And, and I made a couple final tables. And, and so she was like, she being the wife, I was like, all right, well, you know. I, I know it's always been kind of your passion, so whatever. Just help me. Just make sure the kids are taken care of before you go. So, and then, so we've got a little bit more. And then when I had like the first really big score, 
Well, how much did you win there? The first one, the first big store was like 44,000. And so at that point she was like, fine. You know what? Right. Like this is not the worst hobby you can have. <laughs> so, and that's really been about the last five years or so that it really has taken off. And then. How um, do you get into the world series of poker? You just buy, go buy in. <clears throat> that's it. That's it. You can go. I could you go. could go tomorrow I could do it. and go buy in and see you later. It'd be not smart, but I could. You could. Yeah. You you think I should? <laughs> how much is it? How much is the buy in? Just ten thousand. Well, that's it. You, you got that in your your pocket there. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Pennies? Let's go do that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go do ten thousand dollars in a sport. I'm gonna be out of in like what twenty minutes? Maybe. maybe. Could be. You could win ten million. Yeah. yeah. Doubtful, right? I mean, is it as, is it, I mean, it's definitely luck, you know? And then, I mean, how much, what's the percentage skill and luck? Uh, so for that event, uh, probably like 70% skill, 30% luck, mm. but skill's going to far outweigh the luck. There is luck involved. Right. I mean, everything you do, there's luck. Right. People want to say, oh, it's all luck or oh, there's no they want to argue one way or the other. Right. Everything you do is luck. Right. Right. I mean, even in your career, I'm sure you can point at times where you say, I got lucky. I got lucky. Right. right? It's just now you have very skilled and your skills put you in a position to be lucky. But there's luck. Sure. So. Um, so, yeah, th- there's definitely a good bit of that involved. Y- you can't just run purely luck and expect to be successful long term how do these how do these people like stay stay at the top you know what i mean uh so they put a lot of work into it yeah, but even then they'll have their ebbs and flows if you will you know they'll there'll be times where even the top professionals will tell you professional uh tournament players you know they'll say oh i'm on a a negative two hundred thousand dollar swing right now for the past year, you know, now, of course, these are top end pros. And then that 200,000 down year comes back with a $2 million up year, you know? Uh, and, and I think with, with the top pros, and when I say the top, I mean the, the, the big, big time, um, at least from a tournament perspective, you know, bigger buy-ins, smaller fields, so they can kind of eliminate some of that variance of, Armando, who's never really played going right, in. and you're all like, "What the hell is this guy doing?" Right? The, right, like, like that's how they studied. It's like any other sport; they studied each other, they right. know each other, they they know their tendencies. They and then this guy comes in and he's just like, "Right, I'm all in every time." You're exactly. like, "What is this guy doing?" So yeah, and well, and so that's that's where the top guys, you know, they 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 do they for all lack of uh, explanation, they 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 watch film on each other. Sure. You know, and so the tells and all that. Yeah, do you do that? Do you, you you watch body language? A little bit, a little bit. I, it 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 matters some, um, but you know, especially seeing how over twenty years how it's progressed, a lot of that has changed. I mean, yeah, when I first started, it was huge. Like, oh, you could just tell. Like, look at the way he's smirking, or, or you know, like <laughs> right, that right, kind right. of stuff. You know, you, you can ask a question and their reaction right. to it. Now they're too good. They're too calm. You know, people can reply to you in many ways that a lot of those physical tells go out. They still exist, but it's not as prevalent as probably what it was 15 years ago. The game's changed a lot. Like you can, can you tell, can you tell if somebody's bluffing? Sometimes. Yeah. 
Sometimes. I mean, that's that's part of the, uh, you know, it's part of what you got to do. Right, right, right. You know, and and, and, it, and trust me, it's like one of the coolest things too. When you're like, I've got this dead read on this guy. There's no way he has what he's representing. And you call him like King High. And they're like, good hand. And they throw their hand away. And you're like, yes, I just won with King High. You know, because you just, you just knew that, I mean, everything about the betting pattern to the way that they were sitting in their chair, like something just doesn't smell right here. Do you ever get invited to like, house tournaments like oh yeah yeah i mean this even you know look i'm nowhere near the top um even in this area uh but even let's just say some of the top people even the area you can invite them to your home game they're not going to go in every time they may win the most but they're not going to win every time so their money spends just as good that's that's true you know that's true i like I, i love playing poker but what happens is I'll start playing, then I'll start drinking, and then yeah. I'll start doing dumb shit. Well, you know, and that's fine, but as long as you, like anything else, you uh, you have a limit set for yourself. Because, you yeah. know, if you got 100 bucks and you want to drink amongst friends, whatever, it's 100 bucks. You had a good time. Right, and that's the thing. And that's the thing. I love, that, that's why I like the, the, the poker game. But I wouldn't go sit at Harris for three grand no, f- and no. get drunk no, <laughs> and go play. No, no, no. That's not a good idea. No, that's definitely not a good idea. <laughs> no, I like playing poker with my friends. Yeah, you know? yeah, if they take my money, time. whatever. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's hurt, you know? Right. Yeah, I mean, we should do that. We should, we should just get a, do, you, do you play poker? You should come play poker, <laughs> right? He's a wild man. You would not. You, this guy is just. Uh, you wouldn't know what he was doing. So, um, so you're a poker player, and you're an accountant. Yeah. Um, do you like being an accountant? Yeah, it's a great profession. It's if great, you weren't an accountant, living. what would you? What would you be doing? I have no idea. And you know what's funny is, is yeah. So I took over the family business, mm-hmm. but I actually. So. All right, I'm going to go way back here. So my father, okay, who started the business, mm-hmm. he, he, you know, I was the youngest of, of, of three children. My brother and sister, neither one of them wanted to go into the business. So he's like, dude, you're it. Like, do you want yeah. the business or not? He's like, And he would tell me the story. He's like, you know, my father, you know, he said, just, just go to college and just try accounting or accounting and, and, and see how you like it. Because he wanted to be a football coach. That's what he wanted to do. True Your story. dad. Yeah, he wanted to be a football coach. And, you know, his dad talked him out of it. And it's like, just, just, just see, just go try it for a few, you know, semesters. Well, anyway, long story short, he, he did it and built his business. He bought a practice back in the seventies and built it up. So he kind of, in the, the most dad way of doing it was like, you know, my father told me this. So I'm going to tell you the same thing. Just try it. Just see if you like it. And if you don't do something else. And I basically, that's what I did. I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll give it a shot, you know? And I think even going through college, I recognized early on that even if I didn't want to do taxes, having an accounting background is still a very big thing. And I I tell prospective college students that all the time. You're like, if you want to go business, business is great, but go get accounting background. You can do anything you want with with an accounting background in business. And that's what they want. They want the accounting background. You don't have to do taxes. You don't have to do anything in accounting. You, You can get into marketing you can get into but knowing the numbers is right great. but just having that background is huge so I, I i i you know people i don't want to call them people that i mentor but like just young people that I ask that question like hey, what do you think i should do like that's what i think you should do you know you can go into finance with it you can do whatever you want um, but you do mentor i mean on a small scale yeah yeah i do i guess you're you still say. president 
I am. BNI right now? Yeah. yeah. For how long? Uh, till October. <coughs> Sweet deal. How's it going? It's great. Yeah. Y'all growing again? We are. We are. Cool. Hey, BNI, GNO Elite mm-hmm. um, here in Metairie. Uh, you guys, Mr. B's? Yep. Uh, three B's. Three B's. Three Mr. B's. B's is something else. Right? Yeah, three B's. Three B's. On North Terminal, the yeah. one right there in Metairie. So if you guys have a business um, yep. and you live here in uh, Metairie, but they're considered a New Orleans chapter, right? Well, yes and no. Right. I mean, there's... The, they want to be known as a New Orleans Yeah, chapter, right? and it's really just where you're having your breakfast, if you will, is what... Right. You know, but we are GNO, so, uh, you know, we, we definitely consider ourselves the greater New Orleans, but uh, we may go back into the city. We just had to let the COVID stuff run its course. Right. You know, and we still have to let it run its course because... It, you know, mandates and all that aside, it, the, the labor force, which is nuts. Like, what a crazy time you're living It right is a very crazy force. time, yeah. It's nuts. Yeah. By the way, if you know anybody that wants a maybe job? to get a job in accounting, put them in right, touch. I'll send, I'll send them yeah. your way. Good luck, though, finding that person because <laughs> they it's, don't exist. It's wild. It's it is. wild. It's yeah. Good. And it's um, not just me. It's everybody. No, yeah, it's I true. Mean, the restaurants. I mean, I see, I, I see the pain in my clients. You know? I don't uh, understand... So we're hitting a recession, and, but then we're still having like a, a, a job job problem, you mm-hmm. know. But I think that'll work it work itself out when I people start running out too, of money. But it's just nuts. Just hard. Right what, now. what are they doing? You know, <sighs> I don't know, man. Maybe still living on that unemployment. Is unemployment still rolling? I think it's unemployment. Is unemployment still happening? Not not like what it was. Yeah, but it's it's not. I mean, when can't, when, can't when they had it, when it was like what I don't remember what it was. It was like six hundred a week or whatever oh, it was. Yeah. it was nuts. That was crazy. I'm like, holy! But that it, but it did run out. Like they're not doing yeah. that anymore. Yeah. yeah. So now it's like back to like what two forty seven or two twenty seven something like that. I mean, but it's still going on. Well, just standard unemployment. Right, right, standard unemployment, but not for COVID. Not for COVID. Yeah. So, so standard, but I'm mean, like two hundred bucks a week is, you know, yeah, that's not a whole lot. So, so why join BNI? Well, if you want to build your business, you know, it's something you need to do. I mean, it's, it's positive networking. So I think the biggest thing, the biggest misconception about an organization like BNI, it's not so much about, oh, the business I'm going to get out of it. It's not a, just a, a, a fountain of, of wealth that you can just go in and stick your cup in and drink. And all of a sudden you got this business, right? You know, it's going to, put you around positive supportive people right. for your business. I think you can attest to that. I can I mean, absolutely. There's a, there's a handful that. of people that you're just like, Hey, I was around the right people and it helped me elevate myself. Yeah. So just being around those people, um, building like anything else, just having confidence in yourself. Um, one of my favorite byproducts of being is the people who first time they come in and they're real soft-spoken and quiet and they're not really saying much and, I don't want to talk. I don't want to give my presentation. You know, they, they're really quiet. And then all of a sudden they're like, they come out of their shell. Right. And well, that, that's confidence, yeah. you know? And yeah. now when they're meeting with clients or prospective clients, that confidence yeah. shows through. And then they can close deals. Right. right. And so, and so that, that's where an organization like that uh, is really beneficial to people that people don't quite grasped at least immediately and then those that do that's why they stay around forever i mean that's why i'm pushing my 16th year 
over there. 16 you know? years. Yeah. Wow. 2007 is when I got in. Yeah. So this September will have completed my 15th year. Wow. B&I. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. So, you know, I mean, that's just kind of, you know, when you start seeing that, I mean, cause I could certainly look at it and say, oh, well, I don't need it. And no, I don't need it. You know, I don't need the business that's coming out of there. I've, I've got a great thriving business. Business is going great for me. Right. But it's about so much more than that, you know, and certainly friendships, but friendships aside, you know, it is an investment all the time. But having that uh, available to you is just going to help you to continue build your business and just be a better business owner, yeah. you know. And so that that's to me, I feel like no matter where you are as a business owner, you need something like that, whether it's B&I or another organization that's. um you know, not necessarily BNI, but just something where you, you can work on that professional networking and really um, build that confidence for yourself. Right. So uh, it's just something you should just do. You know, if, if every business should have a, a good, um, effective business should have you know, that advising committee or board, advising advisory board. You know, just to help you bounce stuff off the wall about your business. Say, hey, what do you think about this? Well, B&I isn't necessarily that, but it is that. Very much that. Yeah. You know? I enjoyed I enjoyed the people that I met. Yeah. And the services that I ended up using. Yeah. I really did enjoy yeah. that. Like, and, and then, oh, by the way, you're going to end up getting business out of it. Right. Yeah. And, and yes. And you, you know, get business. Oh, by the way. Yeah. Right? So, but, but you got to let the business part be back of mind, not front of mind. Right. Let all those other things build up. Yeah. It's and, true. and then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, well, you're a likable dude. Yes. I want to do business with you. Right. Friends. Hey, <laughs> right. Do business with this guy, you know? And yeah. so that's where having that I, type I, of thing. Yeah. I can agree. I can agree with that. Maybe I'll come back. You should. I don't know why you left to begin with. I'll, I know I'll tell you. you I'll tell you why. Well, you know, I've, I've been bouncing around a lot, but uh, like, you had a lot going on. But I want to come when I can. You know what I mean? But like, send somebody in my place if I can't. Yeah. And then you know, some people in the chapter were like, "Yeah, I mean, well, not, not someone in the chapter was like, no, you can't do that.' No, 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 that's, that's, that's not the way it's supposed to work. Yeah. You know. But I mean I that. Like, but I mean that. And I understand why, you know, you want to have that same yeah. person there weekly, you know. Well, and it's not just that, but I mean, everything I just said only works when it's <coughs> you doing what everything I just said. Yeah. You can't have four different people. You're not getting the same impact. Right. Plus part of what that makes it work. And it is definitely hundred percent a commitment of your time. That is the biggest, it's not a money suck. It's a time suck. Yeah. Um, but is to show that, you know, Hey, you matter to me. And I'm putting, sacrificing my right. time to be here for you. Yeah. And vice versa. So, um, and, and, you know, like I said, maybe it's not the right organization for everyone. And it's not, you know, it is a business decision. But, I mean, you could make the same argument for people who are big in their Mardi Gras crews and, and they take leadership roles within the crew and they do all the stuff with the crew. I'm sure they're getting business out of it. It's just another opportunity for them to That's do true. their thing. Do you do cruise? I do, but I'm not nowhere to that level. Do you get business from it? No, but I mean, I'm not looking, I, I literally do it just as a event to do one day 
a year that right. is just what's what's what are you crew of? I'm an Endymion. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good one. Yeah, it's a great time. It's, How much is it a year? Uh, all in, I typically spend about eighteen hundred to two thousand. But the but to that is that's not just like throws and stuff. I mean, that's you know we 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 get the limo ride the morning of. We have, we go have a steak lunch at Desi Vegas downtown. Um, we 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 stop by a couple bars, get some drinks at the bars. All part of that package, if you will. We'll go to the Bayou uh, Wine Garden or Beer Garden, and you know, um, was it reti- Lucy's retired surfer bar? You know, and and then we, we load up and we got the police escort, and we're going backwards down the parade route, and the police are stopping traffic on Endymion Saturday to make it, you know, open up just for us, and we're riding through. I mean, that's that's the experience, you yeah, know. And then awesome. of course the extravaganza and the extravaganza. I've I haven't been. I'd like to go. Yeah, yeah, it's a good time. Yeah. You should, Try to figure out if you can go play it one year. Right? Yeah. They got like, I have no idea who to tell you to go do that, but you well, but they always have. Yeah. The opening act too, for sure. That's, that's the main stage. They have multiple stages. In the Superdome? They do. So like they'll have. How does that not. Other bands like. How does that not interfere with the other. Well, because the way they have it set up. So like they have the lounge. Was that the, uh, the club level lounges. Mm -hmm. So they'll have someone in there like, I don't know, Mixed Nuts or someone like that playing in the lounges, which still has a bunch of people. And then uh. that's why the parade's going on. So the parade's happening down on the floor, and they have like these multiple, I don't know. That's cool. I don't, know, I don't really want to call it stage, but like setups where bands are playing, and it's, you know. That sounds awesome. Yeah. So And, and, and so it's these these local bands, if you will, that, that are playing them, and then – well, shoot, I think once you're in there, you get to just enjoy the show at that point, right. you know, and, right. uh, you know, Maroon 5's coming up and just go take your spot in the seat somewhere and jam on. You right. Know? That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I might, I might, I might join a crew. Um, so you, so you, poker, mm-hmm. um, dad, yeah. how long you been married? 15 years. What's the secret? I don't know. Find one that likes you. <laughs> one that's willing to put up with you. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the secret. Is it is it is it communication? Is it Yeah. I, I work with mine too. Oh, do you? Yeah, you knew that. I feel like I did know that. You did. Yeah. You're just forgetting right now. But yeah. 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 I mean, it's all look, she's she's perfect for me that way, you know? I mean, she's easy to we're a good yin and yang, if you will. She right. she's I guess to the point that you just made for me, which is that she's kind of more in the background. I'm more in the forefront and she's okay with the background and I'm okay with being the forefront and it works together. Right. So, you know, I'm more the face and the meet with the client. She's more the, let me do the stuff behind the scenes and, and I'm working on the business. She's working in the business kind Mm. of thing. So do you think that people, when they're in a relationship, if they're like the same person, do you think there's a lot of conflict there? Probably, but we're not the same person, even That's though we're good. both CPAs. Yeah. But we're very different. Yeah. And she would, if she heard that, she'd be like, "Oh yes, we are." <laughs> yeah. Same. Same with me and my wife. She, I mean, she, we're both actors yeah. and performers, but she's. Yeah. She loves a good book and wants to go. Like that's her idea of alone time. Like she wants to grab a book and go sit by a window and read. Whereas I'm like, I want to be busy doing something. Her, are you yeah. gonna retire at 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 some point? I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Do you think you'll just so, keep doing this or what? 
here's the beauty of where my setup is with my business is, and I'm seeing this because I'm, I'm kind of living it through my dad's eyes. You know, the relationships that we build in our business do become, uh, they're not personal friendships, but personal friendships are developed. Sure. And so, you know, I'm watching my father who is, how old is he? 74, 74 years old, sit in his office, clients of 40 plus years coming in, sit in his office. They, now they're talking about grandbabies and hip surgeries and, you know, that kind of stuff. But, right. um, you know, going through all those things and, and he, as long as your mind is sharp, you can continue doing what we do. But he just doesn't do it at the pace that he was doing it. Right. Even 10 years ago. You know, now he's like, yeah, you run the business. And that's what I'm doing. I run the business. Right. So, and he comes in when he wants. Right. Plays his hearts on the computer and, you know, whatever. So, um, so to answer your question, you know, about retirement being where I'm at. Yeah, obviously that's the goal is to be able to say, I just want to enjoy life and not work. But I think I have a business that I could set it up right or build it properly to where I can do those things without necessarily giving it up. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah. You know? And so I think that comes down to being a business owner as opposed to necessarily being a technician. Gotcha. So some questions for you. Yeah. Crypto. Yeah. Do you, how do you factor that in? Um, Like, as you treat that, like it's money. Um, How does that, I mean, how does that work as far as like accounting is concerned? Uh, It's still relatively in its infancy. Right. To be able to say for sure. Um, There's definitely accounting going on with it. It just hasn't quite hit the small businesses yet, which I'm sure people will argue with everything I'm saying right now. Absolutely. It's part of small business, you know, but it's really not, you know, I mean, sure. Could someone like yourself say, yeah, I'll shoot this video for you. Just send me a quarter of a Bitcoin and well, call so it even. I'm glad you, I'm glad you're bringing that up. Cause I just picked up a client that's a crypto crypto client and they, they just started their own coin you know, and they um, want to pay you in that coin. Some of it. Yeah. Yeah. Some of it they're going to pay in, in, in the coin and then some of it's going to be in cash. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's really just an investment as far as I'm concerned, more so than, but you have to report it, right? Oh, absolutely. Oh, well, it, when you sell it, so it, it'll, it, it's something that would sit on you. Now, again, this is something even in the accounting world where I'm sure they've got it figured out, but they're still kind of figuring out, but mm-hmm. the way I would treat it, would be treating it as a, a balance sheet item as a basically just an investment account that's on your balance sheet, you know, no different than if you open up a mutual fund through whoever and, and you just used your cash and you put your cash in there. So it, it's definitely an asset to the business that you would need to track. And then if you sell it, yeah, you report the gains on the sale or losses on the sale and just like you would anything else. Hmm. Uh, but you know, I wouldn't, I don't think it's mainstream enough yet. Like I said, there's, there's some crypto nerds are going to argue with me on this, but I just don't think it's mainstream enough to really be truly considered. Like it's just another cash account. Well, let me ask you this. If you're, if you are buying and selling through the coin, Mm -hmm. right? Like Mm -hmm. you have to pay taxes on the transactions. So every time you sell, yes. 
would me buying something from somebody using the coin mm-hmm. be considered selling? You buying something from, yeah, because you you're at that point selling your coin in exchange for something else. Okay. So that is considered selling. Yeah, more or less. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think this through, but yeah, because if you've got a coin that you bought for a dollar and it's worth a dollar 20 now, yeah, you, because you got, you received the benefit of that 20 cent appreciation, if you will, that would, because it's an investment. You cashed in your investment to be able to, to purchase something. So, yeah. Okay. I would and, say but so. right now there's no real um, penalty for, you know, for like using coin because investment wise, like if you have a mutual fund, you have mm-hmm. a penalty for taking it out early, right? No, there's no penalty for taking out mutual fund. Only if it's in a qualified retirement account. That's what I meant. Yeah. yeah. Something like this. Cryptos. I, actually now I'm saying that, but now you can buy crypto in certain <clears throat> IRA accounts, but, uh, but no, it, 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 think of it like you would a mutual fund. So if you had a mutual fund, not, not an IRA, just, you just invested in XYZ mutual fund. And you said, hey, I'm going to sell off the money in here, and then I'm going to go buy myself a new camera, let's say. Well, you got to pay the taxes on the gain from you selling off that fund. And then, yeah, you got your uh, asset or or camera or whatever it is that you bought, and you put that on your financials accordingly, whether it's an asset or an expense. I know I might sound like an idiot, but I don't really know this stuff, so that's why I'm asking you. Um, Mm Investment-wise, right? When you buy, um, how do I, how do I, I don't even know how to ask this question because it's just, it's, it's confusing to me in terms of like investing, you know, and like mutual funds and, and, and how that all works in terms of, let me think about how to, how to, because I, I don't even, I don't even know how to properly posit the questions in, in, in order for, for, for me what, to even yeah, so ask. You, where, where are you trying to go with it? Uh, well, what, what I'm trying to do, I'm trying to figure out how this relationship is going to work with these, you know, with these crypto guys, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, some people are, ah, they, these guys, that. some guys are, like, they'll, they'll invest in a coin, mm-hmm. right? And then all of a sudden it shoots up 1,700%, right? right. Now you're... A millionaire, right? In this coin, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then you sell it, right? Mm-hmm. And you sell it off, and now you have, and now you have cash, mm-hmm. right? I guess. Yep. Does that, um, in order, I guess, to be compliant, you must always have the ability to sell and buy, uh, buy the stock, right? Or sell and buy the coin. No matter what, like I'm never. I, will I ever get into a situation where I would not be able to sell the coin? Or it might just not be worth so, anything. It gets a little screwy because let me back up a second. So if someone gives you XYZ coin and say, here's 10,000 of XYZ coin. Right. And that coin at its current value is $1,000. Well, you still technically got an income, <coughs> if you will, of $1,000. Right. That You just got paid this in exchange for goods and services. So... In true accounting aspect, it's going to get really crazy what I'm about to say. But you've got your revenue of $1,000, but instead of it being sitting over here in cash, it's sitting over here on your balance sheet under another asset, which is XYZ coin, which may be, I don't know, 10,000 coins equal to 1,000. 
So that's why when I tell when I was explaining, if you were then to sell that thousand dollars of initial value and all of a sudden it was worth a hundred thousand dollars. Right. And you're like, oh sweet, hundred grand. And you go sell those coins. Now I'm on the hook for ninety thousand dollars. Well, you got you created another ninety nine thousand dollars worth of income. Ninety nine thousand, I should. Yeah. yeah. So the original one thousand value plus the ninety nine. You know, funny story about that. It was about two thousand fourteen ish time frame and someone came to me to do their taxes who was a waiter and he says can i pay you in bitcoin i'm like what's bitcoin and he <sighs> says <laughs> and he explains it, and i'm like yeah yeah let's just do cash <laughs> would you have liked that what's that bitcoin at the time at the time i didn't know what it was right. i didn't know, i didn't know anything but if i had taken that it, which i don't remember the value of it but it was like maybe like I mean, it wasn't a lot. It was like maybe a hundred to two hundred dollars or so in value, mm -hmm. which I mean, even with its down state today, it's still I don't I haven't looked at it, but still what probably worth about thirty thousand. So, um, yeah, he could have basically for what he would have had to pay me would have been about mm, half a bitcoin. So wow. that tax return that was really like one hundred fifty bucks. Would have ended up being about fifteen thousand today. Wow! Yeah, and, and man, I didn't. I know, didn't. but uh, no, I, I, Jeff Rizzo. I got the cold huge. hard cash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeff Jeff Rizzo's huge into crypto, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, fortune favors the bold, right? Yeah, and that's and that's where it is. I, you I, don't have any investments in any crypto. Right no, now. I, I do. Oh, you I do? do. I okay, do. I mean, a little bit. Not, nothing substantial. I mean, right. Yeah. Just, just you playing around with it. Just dabbling. Right. Just, look, the only reason I got into crypto was because I didn't want to be that jackass left behind because everybody else did it. And I'm sure. like, I can't believe I didn't do it. You know? And so yeah. I put, I mean, when I say a little, I did a little bit. Sure. You know, and my count grew in it. What about, a? I guess this time last year, I'm like, oh, this stuff's amazing. And then what, November rolls around, like, this stuff is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> right. So Man, I feel like I, I should, you know, now would be the time to buy, right? Because it's down. Well, stock market's down too. So yeah, yeah that, now's, now's a great time, time to invest yeah. across the, all boards. Real Love estate's not down. Real estate's way up too. Real estate is crazy. Although real estate might end up going down, but a whole other conversation. Yeah, for but sure. Spaghetti on the wall. Yeah, no, podcast. for sure, man. Oh man, dude, I could, um, I could, I could pick your brain about accounting information all day, but yeah. I'm, I'm not going to bore you with that. Um, tell them where they can find you. So I'm, uh, I'm on the internet. So yes. crescentcpa.com. Crescentcpa.com. Yep, you can find me on uh, social media as well on Facebook. Uh, Crescent CPA LLC. Are y'all on Instagram and LinkedIn and stuff? No, not yet. I, I, I probably need to see. That's part of where I need to make some of these hires, you know, to make sure that, you know, that you can handle the business that, that comes. To and you. I can handle the business now, but yeah, I mean it, to, to really invest into a full on marketing campaign. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I got to make sure I can uh, take on what, I mean, I'm not going to go spend a bunch of money if I'm not going to get some return. Right. Yeah. Agreed. So, um, but yeah, so there's there. And then of course, you know, where we are, our office is, not too far up the road from you here. It's true. So Very we're, we're 2424 Edenbourne, right there off the I-10 service road, crossing the five-minute all change. And, yeah. Uh, that's, that's where we're at. And, you know, happy to save us money. Yeah, that's right. Put the axe to taxes. Dude, or seriously, uh, magic man right here. 
uh, has saved on. me all, all kinds of money. Yeah. So definitely <laughs> magic, magic Mike over here. Um, please visit CrescentCPA.com. Yeah. And uh, and get your guys' uh, taxes done. Um, also a wealth of knowledge when it comes to, you know, um, any of my accounting needs or, you know, anytime I'm like, hey, what is this? Hey, That's right. What is this? And he's like super like quick. This is what you need to do. So um, super wealth of knowledge. Uh, reach out to John Crescent. Thank you guys so much for being on Spaghetti on the Wall. Spaghetti on the Wall is brought to you by LaDuke Entertainment. And you guys can always watch the show on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, Google, anywhere you can find a podcast. Look up Spaghetti on the Wall. My name's Armando LaDuke, and I'll see you all next time. <laughs>